The Writer's Room, a 7th Sea podcast, is endorsed by Chaosium, Inc. For more information, visit www.chaosiuminc forward slash 7th Sea. Ah, hello, friend. Come on in. I'm sure you've picked out your seat by now. You know what to do. Now, before we get into the article, I do have a shout-out I need to make to our good friends over at Records of the Realms. For those of you who are not familiar with them, they are a storytelling Twitch stream for tabletop RPGs, both big, small, virtual, and physical. Now, I've only just stumbled upon them since I live in my tiny little 7th C box, but Evan has a reading for us. Evan, take it away. Thanks, Zoe. A name to change, memories to preserve, friends to protect. Join the gentlefolk as they stumble over Feywild etiquette, their own feet, and each other. Swing by and influence their choices and roles live on stream. Their season finale arrives live November 12th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv forward slash records of the realms. And go wish them luck. They're gonna need it. Sounds like some exciting stuff. If you want to check out Records of the Realms, there will be a link in our bio to bring you to their Twitch stream. And as always, the Writer's Room is brought to you in part by Ten Quills Dice and The Crafty Gamer. Again, those links are in the description if you want to swing by and check them out for yourself. I think that's all of the announcements I have to make, right, officers? They are all looking at me expectantly, waiting for me to tell the story, as I'm sure all of you are as well. So I will get right to it. This episode begins in the writer's room as we set up the next sequence, so we'll see you on the other side. Article 33. Begot by Blood. Alrighty. So how are we approaching this? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Wayland is going to be sneaky, sneaky boy. Oh, yeah. And is going to be looking for secrets. So I am actually going wits. I want to make an argument for scholarship. Scholarship? I am looking for information in Annabelle's quarters. I am using my historical knowledge of how a captain's quarters is set up, how secret compartments were built into ships, how I would have built secret compartments into ships. Ooh! Honey, that's toasty as fuck. Yes! Fucking love that. Take two for flair. Damn. Jesse, what's your approach? So, Jesse's approach, it's time to, you know, it's time to, to duel. It's time to duel! There we go. It's duel in time. The first time we're ever doing dueling on screen. Second. Right, because of Unguard. First time in a full episode. So, first of all, he's on the ice, so he has to be very careful. There are also ten folks out here. And then his ex-girlfriend. He's got to be very careful, and he's got to do what he's got to do. So he's fighting. He's fighting, he's slashing, he's parrying, he's fainting, lunging, bashing, posting. He's doing everything. Sounds like finesse and weaponry if I've ever heard it, and take two for flair while you're at it. 
Have I ever seen anyone get frozen before? You did, actually, very recently. <laughs> yeah, you did see Clarice get frozen. That's fair. Do you, if any, have ever seen the winter in the Edebane? Yep. I bet few, if any. <laughs> Take your spicy... Uh, no, it's not even spicy. Take your cold hero point. I mean, it's going to be gone in a second anyway. Okay. I have to tell you consequences and opportunities. Yes, you do. So, Annabelle is frozen right now. She's the big bad villain. I'm going to say for five rounds, for the first five raises, she is out of the scene. After that, she will be an active threat. <sighs> There's a brute squad of ten, and these are not normal brutes. These brutes are called cutthroat crew. They do not deal their damage at the end of the round, as normal brutes do. They deal their damage when you engage them. Ooh, okay. So if you tell me I'm going to do whatever it is I need to do to take out three brutes, you're going to take three wounds as that happens because they are cutthroat. They will hurt you. And that's when you physically engage them. So if you're physically fighting them, they will deal wounds to you. Fuck. The other consequence is the ice you're standing on. It is not as thick as you think it is. And this whole time it has been rapidly melting because it is a pretty natural ice. While on the ice, it is treacherous terrain. You will have to spend an extra raise to move anywhere on the ice. Yeah, this is gonna burn through all of my raises even before I get to Annabelle, which is a problem, and which is what I was worried about. But there is also opportunity here. Mm -hmm. The ice is also an opportunity, as much as it is a consequence. Every brute squad and the villain also has to spend two raises to do any movement stuff. We love it. We love it. Love it. Well, certain somebody has some special gifts that in this moment, I will say that since you've activated so many in a row, you don't need to spend hero points to use your gifts to help you environmentally. Fucking neat. Okay, that's new. Also, everybody run. Cosette the purser has a gun. <laughs> She's got a gun. <laughs> yeah. You could spend one raise to utilize her to help you. She's going to regain her blunderbuss on initiative 15, and she can immediately fire it. On initiative 5, she will have reloaded and can fire again. In addition to firing the gun? In addition to firing whatever gun you give her. Fuck. Cosette's pissed. She's very mad. We love it. And you're going to find out really quick that you shouldn't piss off Cosette. She can deal two dramatic wounds with that shot. <laughs> this is why we don't piss off the parser. You guys have guns on you. Well, Jesse has guns that I assume are loaded and ready to go. You can toss Cosette those guns. You can toss a raise to her and she can fire it. This is interesting because this is an action sequence for Jesse but it's almost kind of a dramatic sequence for Wayland. Oh, it's 100% a dramatic sequence for you. You don't have consequences necessarily unless it comes up. Right. We'll reach those consequences when we get mm -hmm. there. Can't wait for you to blow the shit out of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we might see it happen. So that's it. That's consequences and opportunities on the scene. When I tell you I'm about to stress eat the fuck out of four frozen Reese's peanut butter cups... I'm not joking. <laughs> I am definitely going to be in need of as many dice as I can get right now. Yes, you mm -hmm. are. Okay. I'm going to spend a hero point to help Jesse, and I'm going to say that me giving Kazette a fucking gun 
is actively assisting Jesse in his situation right now. Yeah, that's pretty helpful. Absolutely. I am activating the glorious virtue for the rose. You are, in fact, the center of attention. Yeah, you could say that. All of your dice are going to be raises. So all of them are going to be raises. I'm going to spend this hero point for a signature weapon to get two dice. Lovely. Let's see. Pat, are you using any of the luck pool? How much do we have in there right now? Five. Five? If you would let me have two. Yeah, take two. I'll take two. I will use three. Mm-hmm. I was about to remind Wayland of we share our victories. Oh, yes. Get one hero point when helping each other complete a story step. You get a hero point. I don't. Both of you do. Yeah. You're both helping each other gain a story step. I okay. Take another hero point gladly. That is three for finesse, three for weaponry, two for signature weapon, three for Wayland helping me, three from the luck pool, one for sea legs because I am technically on the sea right now. Yep. Oh, shit. Does that count? Oh, sure does, pal. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to be on a ship. That's a physical risk on the sea. You know what? You give me sea legs? I'll give you sea legs and I'll also give you a hero point and I'll explain why in a moment. Okay. I literally have two dice left over to use out of all of my D10s <laughs> yes. that I have out here. We love that. Honestly, we're going to love it. Fencer? Yeah. <laughs> how did I not? How did you miss Fencer out of I all things? I don't know how I missed it. Oh, it's right next to Sea Legs. I need one more. Where can I get one more dive from? Oh. Uh, fuck. I'll spend a hero point to give myself one more dive. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just for the sake of using so, all of them. Yep. Ooh. How many? That is 20 raises. <laughs> Jesus. Hell yeah. Christ, Evan. That's the most dice. That is a new record for amount of raises a hero has had in the writer's room. Yes, it is. Record broken. Gregory, put it on the board, please. Yeah, yeah. All right. Whatever. Thank you. It's fine. Yep. We've got two dice for wits, two for scholarship. Two for Flare. We've got one for Eagle Eyes. Mm-hmm. We've got two from the Luck Pool. Mm-hmm. And then we've got one for Sea Legs. Mm-hmm. And that's 10. And I think that's all I've got. I will spend my last hero point to give you three dice. Are you sure? You're doing some pretty important shit. So Jesse has mentioned someone, never specifically who. Mm-hmm. And you've always just been like, man, this, this one... God, this that one girl. I don't know who it is, but every time he tells me something about that one girl. I love how you're like, oh, I've never said her name. But then we, uh, if I go back in time and go to Lunaro, you said her name in front of Wayland and your mother. And you said her name in front of Queen Bonaventura saying, I had relations with this person. <laughs> so like every little red string that has ever just been attached to a pin on a board, just all of a sudden connects. And Waylon's like, on the way over to the Song de Reis, it's the Scott Pilgrim. It's like, closes in on Waylon's head. And it's like, the dial, it's like, doesn't get it. Ding! Gets it. Wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> yes! I'm back down to no hero points again. That was a wild, wild ride. Okay. Waylon, you also have Mama Coco as your trusting companion. She can give you a bonus die. If you describe how she is helping you. Well, that is a good, good question. <gasps> oh, I know how Mama Coco is helping me. Oh. Since discovering that Mama Coco is blind, mm-hmm. talking to Mama Coco 
about how she quote unquote sees and hears Mm -hmm. has led Wayland to learn how to be far more quiet and far, far stealthier than they ever thought they could be before. Oh yeah, absolutely. You don't poof out of existence with Vanish. Correct. You just change the perception. Which means I have to be silent. You have to make it so that nobody looks at you. So you need to be quieter than a mouse. Yeah, so Mama Coco is always going to be able to tell where Wayland is because Mama Coco is trained in that. But you have learned, and now you're going to apply that. So yeah, take a bonus die from Mama Coco. Absolutely, I will. All right, we got 14. 14 dice to roll. And I'm going to hold on to one hero point just in case. Because I have a feeling I'm going to need it. <laughs> There's so much shit going on. Can you imagine what would have happened if I didn't have 20 raises? Keep in mind that it's like once we reach initiative zero, it resets. We have to re-roll. Do we re-roll? I'm pretty sure. Oh, right, because we reevaluate where we are. So if I don't get through them and her in 20 raises, it's going to be a bad time. Having a bad time. Having a bad time. Having a bad time. <laughs> yeah, Patrick, which dice have you gathered? You're showing them up to the camera, and this is an audio podcast, and we can't see what you're holding up. I've got the 10 7th C D10s. I have 10 of the 10 quills, and then I have these, which Zoe gave me. Oh, you have. Yeah, I forgot you Wayland's have Wayland's dice. I definitely need Jesse dice at some point. Yes, you do. You gotta figure out what you want for your Jesse dice. All you gotta do is give me a basic idea and color scheme. For those listening, this is a shameless plug for my Ten Quills dice shop. Currently, it is still on hiatus as I collect everything that I need from my move, but once that is all set up, I will be back up and running. If you fancy yourself a handmade set of artisan D10s, whether they're from a certain theme that I've already created or one of your own making, Hit up 10quillsdice.com and also Instagram at 10quillsdice. And perhaps you and I can find a set of dice that can help you tell your story. And speaking of bones, for those of you that are supporting us through our Kofi page, thank you so very much. We love and appreciate you and all that you do. Come the end of November, possibly around December, right around Yule or Christmas time, there will be new sets of bones in the shop for you. So keep checking back on our Discord for more updates. And finally, I think it's time to roll those bones. Yeah, you're rolling dice. I'm not. Shake, 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 senora. Shake your body line. Shake, 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 senora. Shake it on the time. Work, 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 senora. Work your body line. Ah. Uh, Uh-oh. Oh no, what happened? Well, we got one ten. Only one? Only one. Okay. <laughs> Remember that you can use Luciana, and if you have rank three in a skill, you can re-roll it. We can. We're going to add them up first. That's a lot of twos. <laughs> Five of those equal ten. It's also a decent amount of eights. Hmm. Oh, wait. That worked out way better than I Talking thought it Talking to the would. mic. That worked out way better than I thought it would. We got one, two, three, four, five, six... Seven. Zoe? Yes, Patrick? I got one left over. Patrick! Do you want to use Luciana and re-roll some dice? Fuck, I mean, I don't know. How low is that last die? It's a nine. Oh, do you have a one in there? No. 
everybody else is paired up. I have one ten, six pairs, and then one nine. Do you have rank three in scholarship? Nope. So you would have to use Luciana to reroll right, that die. Alright, let's see. Are you rerolling one or are you rerolling all of them? Can I only reroll one? No, you can reroll as many as you want. I was just expecting you to only reroll one. Oh yeah, I was also expecting you to reroll one. Okay, well then I'll just reroll. Yeah, you the can one do what you we'll want, boo. I, I don't care. Fuck. I swear to God, if you reroll all of them and get more danger points, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> go big or go home. Go big or go home. Fuck. Go big or go home. Oh shit! Wait, he's already home. All right, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. We're gonna find out. Oh okay. All right, we got two tens. Okay. We're already looking pretty good. Doing math. I'm bad at it. Very bad at math. Say them out loud. Ten. Yep. Ten. Mm -hmm. Five, a three, and a two. Mm -hmm. An eight and a two. Mm -hmm. A seven and a three. Mm -hmm. A seven and a four. Mm -hmm. A six and a four. A seven. It's no reminders. There's no reminders. No reminders. I won't. I won't. Don't worry. I'm not going to remind you. Oh, wait. I rolled every single one of them except for the ten that I rolled. So eight. Ah, shit. Okay. Make it eight. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. We love that. <laughs> eight. Let's go. Incredible. That's why she's our lucky charm. Oh. I don't know if I rolled better or if I just worked out the math better. Probably just worked the math out better, honestly. I'm bad at math, guys. I'm so bad at math. No one's good at math. I was a theater major with an English minor. If you say that you're good at math, you're lying to me. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Don't you fucking lie to me. All right. Since Jesse has 20 fucking raises. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. I think what I'm going to do is at initiative 10, we're going to cut over to Wayland. Cool. And then Malin's going to spend some raises until they get down to five. And then you're going to spend raises until you get down to five. And then we're going to cut back to Waylon and then we're going to end on you. Does that sound good? Stress. Stress. I have to find a way to get some juicy hero points this duel. Get creative or make me laugh. What kind of shit makes you laugh? I can't do dumb shit in this moment. You know, no, you can't. If I do dumb shit in this moment, I'm gonna die. You're gonna die, punk. No, I don't. That's literally the whole point is not to die. Are you ready, Evan? Uh, sure. That doesn't sound very confident. I'm gonna need a little bit more confidence out of you. Ooh. I said, are you ready? Ask me again in an hour. <laughs> if I'm alive in an hour, ask me then. Okay, let's get into this, shall we? Yes. Let's get down to business. To kick the fuck out of my ex's <laughs> ass. Oh boy, here we go. The camera is actually on the black flag. It starts up real close, and we see the skull and the roses and the crossbones. And then we notice the frost and that it is frozen in place. And we pan all the way out and we see that the sails are frozen in place. We pan even further and we see that the crew of La Rosa Blanca is frantically trying to unfreeze the ropes, the rigging, the anchor. Pan out even more, we see this gigantic black bear smashing on the ice. And we also see a leopard seal beside the bear trying very hard to break the ice as close as they can from the hull of the rose. And then, as if we are a piece of ice that gets thrown from up top, 
we skid all the way away from the rose and spin a few times and then we focus in as we get close and slide right behind Wayland and Jesse standing on the ice. At the same time that the pirates realize that, oh shit, our captain just was frozen solid, Cosette drops like stone to the ice, picks up a bundle that was left near her feet, which you recognize as Wayland's coat, and she pulls out a small pistol. You can see the glint of it as these pirates draw weapons and rush you. At the same time that they go rushing towards you, there is a gigantic crack. You hear that warped echo of cracking on ice as it spreads from La Rosa Blanca and it starts to split off. It goes between someone's legs and it goes just around Cosette's body. It goes right next to your left foot, and then all of the ice starts to break apart, and now there are floating platforms. Annabelle just slides, and the ice carves a perfect little circle around her, and she just breaks away and is floating just off screen. Jesse, what do we do? We got 20 fucking raises. Let's go. All right. Clarification for something you said earlier. I don't have to spend a hero point on any gift stuff that uses environment stuff. Yes, you do not have to spend any hero points to activate your magic. Just a raise? Use a raise, do a thing. Yeah, I got a thing I'm going to do. I'm ready. Jesse's going to pull up a wall of water and, like, spin it around him. And he's going to get, like, a little bit on his boots and freeze it there. So that way, when he goes to push, the force of the water doesn't push him and he stays there. And then deep freezes the whole area again. So the ice all around stabilizes. Oh, okay. I'm going to say that the consequence of the treacherous terrain isn't going to happen until initiative five. Yeah. He pulls it up. He like fans it out and it freezes. And you know what? I'm going to turn it to shards, not a wall. Shards are cooler. It's moving. And then he like separates it all. And it all individually begins to freeze as small ice missiles. And it just pierces all of them like a hail of thorns. It's like a volley of arrows, but ice. I fucking love this. Love it. Absolutely. How many raises are you putting towards that? So it's going to be a minor of the west wind and a major of the north wind. Because it was just going to activate one each, I, I mean, I don't know if two is enough. Because there's a brute squad on the scene, it's going to take essentially 10 raises to take them all out. Right. So if you put extra raises into it, it will take out a certain number of the brutes. So the two to activate and then the 10 to like start working on them. I'm not going to allow you to spend all 10 right off the bat, but yes. If you want to take out five brutes right now with that one column of ice, pump five raises into it. Yeah, I'll I'll spend five. That's half the fucking brute squad. (laughs) That will bring us to initiative... 13. So as that's happening, the camera is turning and sees Annabelle. She's frozen in place with the dagger up. And then all of a sudden we see up the arm, across the forearm, into her shoulder, across her face. In a hail of ice and shards, she roars... You son of a bitch! And launches herself. But then the camera flies past her and skids all the way over to the Song de Reese, 
following a crack in the ice. And it reaches the Songderis, and we follow this strange wind that seems to be rotating a couple of flakes up the hull of the Songderis into a porthole. And you see the wind moving very fluidly as wind does, and then it seems to jump, skip off that ice, and then into the porthole, and then come to a swirling halt, gathered there on the ground. All right, you've got eight dramatic raises. Excuse me? What? Me? Oh, dramatic raises. Dramatic. Oh, dramatic. I was like, what the fuck? I heard eight dramatic, and I was like, (laughs) oh. Just immediately rain-filled in the next word is wound. It's like, I'm dead. Wayland is double dead. (laughs) I'm dead twice over. (laughs) Wayland is dead Gets pulled back to life and then immediately dead again. He's not helpless. He's useless. He's just- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Evan, I'm gonna need you. Oh god, Evan, I'm gonna need you to take a hero point. I still got it. <laughs> Wayland doesn't. Wayland's dead. He's useless. <laughs> I just took a sip of my tea. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, pal. I was trying not to spit it out, you fucking fools. Uh. Okay. You're on the second deck of the Song to Reese. Yep. And because this is a dramatic sequence, you're going to be describing to me as much as I'm going to be describing to you. Absolutely. With nary a sound, Wayland lands on the planks of the Song to Reese. Getting their bearings, they take stock of where they are. And in their mind's eye, they can see the blueprints of the ship as if from the top down and taken apart like a diorama. Looks to the left, looks to the right, and is going to slowly start moving towards the aft of the ship. Sticking to the shadows, they are going to be moving along the wall, keeping an eye on any crew members that come by, making sure... To spot out any crevices, any masts or poles that they can hide behind, making their body as thin as possible. And as they're making their way along, they're clocking each and every room that they pass. I would like to spend a raise to pass powder room in the weaponry, in the armory. Their powder room is a little bit more secure than the Red Ghosts was. I will say that. How secure? Not as secure as ours. Yeah, there's no, there's no firewall. That's for sure. No, there is no firewall for sure. But it has not as obvious an exploit. I would say that there is at the very least a metal door. There's no windows. There's no obvious ingress other than that door. And Zoe, tell me if this works for you. I'm going to spend another raise. I'm going to say that there's a room that I pass that smells distinctly of copper and iron. There's no visuals, but it is the smell of freshly spilled blood. Oh, yes. It is that copper tang on the air, so palpable that you can almost taste it. You definitely can taste it. I can fully taste it in the air. And that once I've got that smell, I've noticed that that lightly permeates the entire ship. Absolutely. 
And there's a thrumming, pulsing, rhythmic throughout the entire ship. I can feel it beneath my feet. This ship's got a fucking heartbeat. This ship has a fucking heartbeat. Spend a raise and it's done. All right, so we got one, two, three, four, five left. Waylon's going to get to the stairs. And I imagine that there is still some anxiety palpable aboard the ship from the fact that they're frozen in the fucking ice. There is, but it is not as much as it should. In fact, there is a underlying anxiety that has nothing to do with the ice and the cold snap, but has everything to do with Annabelle. Yeah. There are whispers. There are shivers. Could be from the cold, but you're very, very sure that those shivers are fear. I imagine that Annabelle was probably more emotional leading up to this encounter than she has ever been. Yeah. You get to the captain's quarters. In fact, even if you didn't know the layout of the ship, you would find out very quickly that that's the captain's quarters because there is no crew member within five yards of it, willingly. Does the thrumming get louder as I get closer? Yeah. And the door is open. Oh, I don't like that. 100% I walk in. This captain's quarters is very indicative of a typical brigantine. So... Where Jesse's captain's quarters has the back windows encompassing pretty much the entire wall, there are no windows in here. Not a one. So when you walk in and close the door, it is pitch black in here. There are candles. Light a candle. And so as you light them, it illuminates the room. There is a small side table right at the door where the candle was sitting. As you walk into the room, your footfalls echo slightly. Ooh, is weird. As Mama Coco has taught you, means there is not a lot of stuff in this room. It means the sound can travel from the wall and back to you without hitting any furniture. So this room seems empty. There is, in fact, a small desk, slightly smaller than Cosette's desk. It has a single drawer on the top that spans the length of the tabletop. There is a small chair tucked there, and on the back wall, as you're turning and panning and viewing, you see these gigantic doors with brass and silver inlaid handles that look like very dainty hands with pointed fingernails reaching down and holding something. Like one of those weird claw things. Ugh. And you notice that there is a keyhole in one of those doors. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Ooh, and there's a key. There's a keyhole. Other than that, there is nothing else in this room. Pan the light across the walls, there's nothing hanging on the walls. There's no paintings. There's no accoutrement. There's no trophies. There's nothing. There's not even a book on the desk. I'm going to take a small rag and I'll open the drawer. Spend a raise? No, you don't have to spend a raise to open the drawer. Okay. You open the drawer and there's nothing in there. Mm-hmm. Immediately checking for a false bottom. As you reach your hand underneath, you get pricked by something. Yeah, I knew it was coming. 
pull your hand away, and there is a small droplet of blood on your middle finger. Ah. And then you hear a... The top of the desk opens just slightly. Oh, all right. Inside the top of the desk are papers. All sorts of letters. Pens, quills. There's a small, thin vial of what appears to be ink. Interesting. There is a small bag of coins. Nothing really of any monetary wealth, just something that she keeps as a keepsake. And there is a... Jesse. Goddamn. What would you have given Annabelle as a gift, as like a token of your quote-unquote undying love when you were together? That's a great question. It's something that if Waylon were to look at, it's definitely Jesse's. Oh, I had a really... Say it. Oh. Say it. It's, it's two wedding bands. Oh. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. In what metal? Probably a stainless steel. Why, Pat, what were you thinking? I was going to add to it is maybe on one of the wedding bands is carved a hummingbird feather. Or like a little tiny hummingbird. Or a rose. One that was specifically yours. I think it's a ruby cut to look like a rose. Oh, oh my wow. Fuck. Wow. Wow. Okay. Ring that has a rose shaped ruby on the top. It's in just a simple wooden box. And you open it, and it's just pristine. It hasn't been touched, it hasn't even been looked at. It definitely catches Wayland off guard. The only way you can tell that it's still looked at and cared for is that the box is incredibly well kept and clean. Right. It's been handled. Mm-hmm. There's almost parts of it that are worn. Right. One of the edges is rounded over smooth. Yeah. Yeah, you find that. There's definitely like the, I didn't realize how deep this went. I didn't realize what kind of ex Annabelle was. Oh... Oh, Jesse. All right. Do you take it, or do you put it back? Fuck. Hmm. Yeah, something about the wind, I guess. It's like, pick it up, and it's like a warm breeze across your neck for a second. And there's the idea that this is almost an insurance policy. This is something that Annabelle cares about very much. Yeah. Yes. I'll even sweeten the deal. I'll give you a hero point if you take it. So you know what? I don't even take the box. I just take the ring. Delightful. So putting the box back, leafing through the papers. You find some benign correspondence between her and the other fleet captains, but there's nothing really of note in them. It's just weeks and weeks and months old charts. Captain Stroud at one point had sent her a letter from Avalon saying, you know, wish you were here. It's a fucking postcard. (laughs) She's, what? Why? Queen Elaine's castle on it. It's like, wish you were here. Why did he have that? There are some papers in mixed old Thayan mixed other languages, which is indicative of some of the other captains. 
Anything in Avalonian. Spend a raise and tell me that there's something here in Avalonian. Okay. Alrighty. Evidence that we need. In very bizarre ink. Almost like an oil slick. Iridescent where holding it up to the light, it has that rainbow gradient to it. It looks especially spooky in the candlelight. It's a single letter from an unnamed sender. And it is the coordinates of where we were on Makaro. It is the coordinates to the temple. It's directions of how to get there. Oh, no. And the energy coming off of it is palpably unsealy. Oh, no. And it is not Maeve's handwriting. No, it is not. It is elegant and masculine, specifically. The she don't really have gender. There's something very rigid. The strokes are very structured and strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to take that. Well, this feels nasty having this, but I'm going to take this. While you're taking that, you... Another piece of paper that catches your eye as you're folding that up and putting it in your satchel. You uh, can't read it because it's in Montanese, but you recognize the name Bonaventura. And you quickly leaf over to see the rest of the letter. And even though you can't read Montanese, you recognize the signature as Michelle Marisot. Oh, here we go. Yep, that's mine as well. Because I'm looking for a key as well. Did you have an idea of where that was? I think the key is just in the drawer. Oh, okay. If you wanted to find other things and establish other stuff, spending a raise to find it would be there. Take the key... You go, turn around, unlock that, grab the hands, and give me the look on your face as you open up this cabinet. Like I'm gonna be sick. All of the color instantly drains. <laughs> Wayland's pale to begin with. This is like iridescent almost. If anyone could see Wayland right now, <laughs> becomes see through. <laughs> More so than he already was. Interesting. And we're going to cut away. Uh, okay. I'm going to mute myself because I'm going to eat my Cheetos and watch on with anticipation, horror, and excitement. So you're at initiative 13. Annabelle only has 12 raises. So you get to go first. Cool. I'm going to say that as the camera transitions over, it is from the perspective of the air... The camera is above her, heading towards her, and the camera slows down as we see, I'm spending a raise, Jesse had lifted himself up with the wind and is now coming down for a slash maneuver. Okay. Perform a slash, deal a number of wounds equal to your ranks and weaponry. That is now three from above. She's going to take it. She's going to take it, and in return, she is going to slash you. Since you're coming down at her, she actually braces her back foot and twists her knives upwards. Her slash deals three. Out from his boot, he pulls the hummingbird 
dagger. I think this is going to be a repost. Oh, you're going to repost? He prevents the wounds and then deal the wounds and weaponry back. She'll go to stab and he moves her first blade out of the way and with Bramble begins to parry and then in a twisting motion pushes her blade out of the way and gets her in the shoulder. Okay. So you're going to be dealing three more to her? Yeah. She's going to take it. So that brings you to... Ten. She reaches her first dramatic wound. Bramble is what pierced her. Just the tip up to like six inches of the blade is in her shoulder, right? Yep. So she's going to spend one raise to close the distance, which is pressuring you, by the way. She's applying pressure to you in this moment. She walks forward and pierces herself all the way through, adjusting her shoulder so that it misses and goes out the other side, and she is now face to face with you. I'm gonna deal another one, two, three to her. Your sword is stuck in her shoulder, so you will have to spend an extra raise to pull it away from her. Oh, I love that. She is going to slash back to back using her style. She is going to deal six wounds to you. With the hummingbird dagger, parry one of them, and Jesse lets go of Bramble, and I'm gonna spend two raises, and he's gonna do what he did earlier, and he's gonna pull a wall of water up and freeze it around her arm, so that Bramble is also there, frozen, and there's like a little bit of space between them. She's up against the ice. So, how much are you parrying, wounds-wise? Because she's dealing six to you right now. I can only do... Three. Okay, so you're gonna take three. So I take three. Where does she get you? She slashes at his side. In a whirl of movement, she rushes forward, pushing herself onto your sword. You let go as she comes in with not one, but both daggers, one on each side. You manage to parry one of them with the hummingbird dagger, but the other one comes in. At the same time, that's when he lets go of Bramble takes it in that side and pulls the water up and freezes it. And he's going to sheath the hummingbird dagger and pull her other dagger from her hand. Oh, you're going to try and disarm her? Yeah. I'm going to say it's going to be an extra raise to do that. I'll spend it. I'll do it. I got six. Jesse pulls Bramble and she's pulled up against the wall. So he like grabs her hand, pries it out, puts it in his belt steps back around, lets her gain her composure, which is probably a bad idea, but... You've seen her get mad. It's probably one of the defining reasons why you're not together anymore. <laughs> she clenches her fist, the one that you just pried the dagger out of, and she flicks her hand out, and there are small blades as her nails elongate. She digs into her own oh, wound oh. to see the from her blood. It splatters on the ice in front of her and the ice melts. Her blood is hot. So hot that as you look down at Bramble, you can see the vapor waves. And she looks up at you. I get to show you the changes I've made after all. I hope you like them. I made them for you. He smiles kind of sadly at her. You know, after all these years, love has made you blind. And he steps out of the way as she takes a shot. Oh! That's such a good line! 
As Jesse steps aside, the camera unfocuses and then refocuses on Cosette, who has been positioned behind Jesse, aiming her leg directly at Annabelle. You should not change for anyone but yourself. The camera fast comes back to Annabelle and we see this bloom of red like a flower on her chest. And she looks down at it. Jesse and Cosette are covered in her blood. Jesse, take one wound, but if you want to prevent Cosette from taking it, take a dramatic wound. Well, one wound gives me a dramatic wound. Are you at two already? I will be at two. If you take the second one. Yeah. Spicy. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. I think what happens is there's a gust of wind that, like, as the blood is spurring back out, it pushes it all onto him. Okay. Cosette braced and threw up her arm in the coat to protect herself, but then looks up at you and sees the sizzling. It's eating through your coat. You can feel the heat of it like hot coals. Good thing it's not your mom's coat. I'm going to spend another raise and all of the blood on Jesse freezes. Okay. Oh, I like that. Because it's not going to prevent the wounds. But it's going to prevent bleed, essentially. It's going to prevent the burn. I like the Elden Ring. <laughs> do you snap your finger? How do we see that? Because Kazette is going to watch you perform magic. He exhales. There's a waft of frozen air that crawls down his chest. And then it starts to shatter and just breaks off of him. So Kazette watches that. And her fear turns into confusion which turns into calculation, and she looks up at you. He raises his hand, pulls his fist down, and I'm going to spend a hero point. And behind him, there is a bolt of lightning that strikes Annabelle. <laughs> we hear Annabelle cry out in shock. Boo. Cosette <laughs> sees that, is blinded slightly, and then immediately covers her ears. The thunder never comes, and Cosette looks up at you removes her hands from her ears, and looks at your hand, where you've called the lightning from. It's nice to see you. Cosette is close enough to you to move to you. We hear some shouting behind the barrier that she's in, so she slides herself over to you, grabs onto your leg, and proceeds to, like, hoist herself up. He helps lift She's leaning heavily on you as she's beginning the process of reloading the gun, and she gets back to back with you. I've got your back. Yeah, uh, yeah, all right. And Annabelle stands up. You look at her, her hair is all fucking singed. She's bleeding heavily from the chest, and she takes her daggers, sticks them into the wound, and then slashes down. Oh my god. And her blood forms two swords. Oh, that's dope. Oh, that's cool as hell. Shit, okay. The whites of her eyes turn red, as if they are filling up with blood. And when she opens her mouth, there is only an ear-splitting shriek as her canines elongate. Oh, no. She's a vampire. And we flash over to Wayland, opening the cabinet. Horrified. <laughs> In the cabinet are vials upon vials upon vials of blood. And in the center, behind some kind of velvet 
covering Zoe. beats a heart. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! I feel like I open up this thing and it's like opening up a chest. A cavity. Not a chest full of gold, I mean someone's chest. Yes. Each rib is a shelf that holds those vials of blood. That thrum is all you can hear now. Okay. I have resist sorcery. <laughs> You're like, I'm fucking ready for this shit. Ready to protect myself from whatever is about to hit me because I know what I'm gonna do next. Oh shit. Okay. What are you gonna do next, baby boy? What are you gonna, <laughs> what are you gonna do? I'm gonna start dumping vials out, baby. Oh god. Okay. Where do you dump them? You know what? No. Are they labeled at all? Oh, yes. I'm looking for the one that has Kazette's blood. It's there. Cool. I take that. Is Jesse's there? Yes. Cool. I take that, too. Is my blood there? No, your blood's not there. Audra's is. Yeah, that's mine, too. And Mad Maeve. There's two. Interesting. Waylon's going to look. Audra's is red in color, as normal blood is. Wayland takes the vial of Mad Maeve's blood and looks at it. Mad Maeve's blood has that strange oil slick quality to it. It shimmers like raven feathers do. It moves as if it is alive. Did she have Reese? Reese's blood? That was my next question. Spend five raises and she does. I only have four. Darn. Can I bargain you three and a hero point? Ooh. Little parlay, yeah? I'll allow it. Reese's blood is not in a vial. The ship is called the Song de Reese. It is in the ship. Reese's blood is pumping through the heart. It is the heart. It is the heart. Fuck me. Goddamn. All right. With the vials that I already have... And the letters in the ring. Jesse, do we want to get crazy? Uh, yeah, fuck, fuck it. We're, we're doing a live. Waylon pulls out his pistol and aims it at the heart. Shit might get crazy real fucking fast. Well, we're about to find out. Oh, boy. It's either that or you take the heart with you. Can I remove it from the ship? I don't know if I can. If you give me a danger point, I'll let you remove it from the ship. Fuck me. Spicy, huh? Oh, yeah, I gotta think. Hang on, I gotta think about this. I gotta think, I gotta think. Oh, fuck. Because what does this do? This is... This. Oh, that action could set off a course of events that we are not ready to deal with. I would rather have it than to lose it, not be able to use it as a bargaining chip. Would they even bargain with us is the question. Would they just destroy us and all of our Agosta just to get it back? Would they risk it if we had the heart? If that's Reese's heart? I will say that this isn't Reese's heart. Taking this is not going to harm or alter or do anything to Reese herself. Mm-hmm. It's gonna fuck the ship. As you've established, the ship runs on blood. It's up to you. I think at this point, Wayland hears across the ice the echo of Kazette's blunderbuss. And then a bolt of lightning. And then an 
ear-piercing scream. Waylon puts the gun away. I think you come to the same realization that she is a vampire at the same time that it is revealed on screen. Yeah. Maeve's blood is alive, right? Yes. Do I get the idea that it has a mind of its own? Mm-hmm. What are you about to do? I'm going to spend my final raise. I'm going to rip the heart out, and I'm going to put Mad Maeve's blood in its place. Okay. Hell is unleashed, baby! I love the symbolism that you are once again toying with her heart. Oh, Ow. no, that's so good. Shit. In Waylon's eyes, this is giving Maeve back a bit of control. You're giving Mad Maeve a reason to leave Audra alone. Wayland uncorks the bottle, pours Maeve's blood into his hand. I imagine it's sort of like writhing. It's like holding liquid mercury. And I imagine it burns. Yeah, it's not pleasant, that's for sure. It's like holding dry ice. It's so cold it burns. And Wayland grabs the heart and almost Indiana Jones style in one foul swoop rips the heart out and puts Maeve's blood in its place and watches as it sort of forms a facsimile of a heart and that black ichor, the oil slick, attaches itself to the veins like webs as it spreads throughout the ship. Ah, that's so cool. All of the pulsating red veins just go pitch as midnight. Fuck. I think there's a, a moment in which the camera just disappears and reappears on Mad Babe's face. And the only thing we hear is just a <laughs> eyes go wide and she looks down and looks back up and then it comes back to us. Okay. That's hot. And Waylon says, I promised you I'd help you get your freedom. That's step one. Oh, I fucking love it. And books it. <laughs> I gotta go. I will take fuck shit up for 500, Alex. So the camera watches you as you run. Now it's following you. That strange, awful thrumming changes in pitch slightly higher and it begins to beat faster. And we see the, the red wood of the planks. We can see like almost x-ray vision, the veins that are running through the ship rapidly turn black. Almost as if they're chasing you as you're running through the main deck to the window that you came through. And you dive out, knowing full well that you're going to land on the ice. I do, like, the dive into the tuck and roll, and, like, it hits hard. You slide on the ice, the camera kind of slides away from you as if we're, like, a small piece of ice sliding off of your boot, and we're angled up at the ship. The sails, which were red, bleed into black and have that oil slick quality about them. All of the ropes begin to move and wind, grabbing crewmen and flinging them across the ice into the island, slamming them onto the deck, killing everyone on the ship. The ship itself creaks and writhes as if it's coming to life. You feel Paga tap you on the shoulder. You look down at the ice and there is some kind of unseelie writing just happening, scribed into the ice as it circles the ship. Oh, what did I just do? <laughs> and it begins to crack and shatter as you go. It begins to vanish. 
First, the hull. Fuck. And then the mast. Fuck. And then the sails. And the last thing to vanish is its name. The tendrils crawl across it, and it changes its own name to Le Song du Faux, and then vanishes entirely. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> take a hero point, Jesse. Yes! <laughs> yes! Also, take a hero point, Wayland. Fuck you, Annabelle! <laughs> Speaking of Annabelle. How many wounds does she have? Two more dramatic wounds dealt to her, and then she's helpless. Great. What's her initiative? She has four raises left. I also have four. She's going to lunge at you. I am also going to lunge. I have four raises left, three in weaponry. I'm going to spend a hero point and use signature weapon. Gives me as many wounds as my highest trait, which is finesse, wits, and panache, which are all three. That's a total of ten. Yep. And she's also lunging at you. You're going to take ten wounds. So go up your spiral and just add ten wounds. What if one dramatic wound is already there? Do I do additional one on top of that? Yes. I'm one over my third dramatic. Okay. The camera fast pans from the ice as it is rapidly melting from the hot blood of her blades up to look at Annabelle's face. She stares at Jesse, her mouth stretched in a wide grin, her fangs glistening. If I can't have you, no one will. And in a burst of red mist, she's gone. Jesse, you stand there, and the north wind appears to be guiding your hand, as all of a sudden Bramble rises up to your left, stopping a blood blade that came out of nowhere, then down to your right to block another, and then ahead of you. It doesn't matter where Annabelle is, only where her blade is about to slash, and Bramble knows exactly where to strike. And it's not her blades that's hurting you, it's the blood as it sizzles directly through your clothing, singeing you, burning you. The more that you gather, the more that it burns. Finally, she reappears in front of you, her blades slightly depleted down to knives again, and she shrieks at you as she rushes forward one last time. You're mine! He turns from Cosette, and at first his gaze doesn't return to see the ice but to a beachside bungalow somewhere in Aragosta where Annabelle is sitting and rocking in a hammock. She looks over her shoulder and gives him a warm smile as he approaches. Her image then ignites another memory of them back to back, locked in combat on the deck of an ATC vessel. The two of them showered in sparks and rain as Jesse proposes during their dance around lantern light in the dead of night, the fight for survival, but no longer alone. Finally, the rain gives way to a sunny spring afternoon in a rose garden somewhere on the island of Silviette. Annabelle holds aloft one final attempt at reconciliation, the charter of the Song Deris, one to share and bound themselves not to a life of love, but to servitude. The cold nips at Jesse's nose and he blinks. There's a gust of wind that guides his hand, and in the same way he was... To Metalbeard's chest, Bramble effortlessly pierces Annabelle's heart for the first and final time. She looks down at it, looks back up at you. She lets go of the blades. We see the blood 
that had elongated them just melts. And she touches your face as the red kind of drains out and her teeth return to normal. He looks to her while his hand finds her cheek once again. His expression fades and his eyes fall. Jesse, she is helpless. He was smiling. It faded to sadness because he could feel it coming on like a migraine. There's a moment where he tries to fight it and it just takes over. There's a twitch. His eyes begin to leak black teal. His hand slowly transitions towards her throat. Wayland is running across the ice and sees it. And there is a moment of panic that grips him. There's a realization as he reaches into his pocket and pulls out the ring. Jesse! He looks to Wayland with tears in his eyes. Catch! And tosses it at him. With a free hand, he swiftly grabs it from the air. He looks at what Wayland threw at him, blinks, and finds himself back in his own body again. He has the autonomy to pull his hand away. Wayland slides to a halt, kneels down beside Jesse. Are there any members of the Brute Squad left? Yeah, there are five of them, but they're a little bit more concerned of uh, where the fuck their ship went, and they are scrambling. They're disorganized without their leader. For all intents and purposes, they are defeated. Okay. Waylon's going to look at Kazette, look at Jesse. We have to go. And looks back to where the ship was and the ice cracking and racing towards them. He doesn't move. He's on his knees with Annabelle in his arms. Grabs Kazette, picks her up, cradles her. Jesse, we've got to go. And turns. Annabelle is breathing shallow and trying not to move too much. Luckily, the sword is still in her, so she's not going to bleed out immediately. She looks up at you, and there's blood just covering all of her. When I asked you to come with me, I wanted us to rule the seas together. Don't you get it? The seas are not meant to be ruled. The tides are set free from restraints and worries. And now... Now you are too. Before I go, I need to tell you something. What is it? Stroud. He... He doesn't have a heart. He doesn't have a soul. He has to steal from others. How? How how do we stop him? You have to free the souls. The Red Ghost has them. Has all of them. Including hers. Well, well don't worry. <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of it, right? Jesse, it's so cold. I know. Jesse's hand moves around to where Bramble pierced her heart. His hand glows, and there is a warmth that is transferred from him 
to her. I know. She breathes deeply for the first time since her heart has been pierced, and she stops shivering for at least a moment as she grips your hand with as much strength as she has. It wasn't supposed to be this way, you know? (laughs) It wasn't supposed to be at all. Maybe in the next life. Bon nuit, Jesse. Good night, Belle. He gently pulls Bramble from her chest and sits back with her hand in his, and he waits until she passes, dies of heartbreak. It doesn't take very long because she died of it a long time ago. She tries to tell you that she loves you, but she only says two out of the three. All of the color has bled out of her, leaving her pale. All of the light has left her eyes, leaving them empty. And with nothing left to hold on to, her grip lets go. Her cold, blood-slicked hand slips out of your grasp and lands on the ice. As Jesse gets to his feet, he sheathes Bramble and stumbles back, but catches himself and stares at her for a moment. The ice breaks in such a way where the weight of her body slowly folds the two slabs and she is laid to rest into the water. She sinks slowly into the bed of the ocean as the ice comes to form a blanket over her, and she is at least at peace as she goes to her final rest. As he turns away, the only word he can get from his mouth is, Good night. There's a moment of pause, then Jesse making his way back to the rose. Wayland's hand comes down, grabs you, and pulls you up. Yeah, there's a moment where they get back on the rose. Wayland is just holding your arm. And just gives you a very sad smile. I'm sorry. He's comforted and nervous. Hey. Hmm. Are you okay? No. Hmm. But I will be. (laughs) Yeah, you will. We'll figure it out, all right? I'm getting closer. Jesse looks at his... Jonah hand and there's like a soft orange glow to it and it fades. I can feel myself getting control. You pulled yourself back. I think that was you. I just helped. (laughs) That was more than helping. Thank you for that. So, now that we've got this, and he hands Jesse the vial of his blood, Ah, fuck, that tracks. And this. And he holds up the heart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I hate that. You're gonna hate what happened after I pulled it out a lot more. Claps Jesse on the shoulder. He looks back over to where the Song de Reese was. It's not there. And there's no way it could have escaped. Huh. You know... I'm not sure if I hate that more or less, but I guess we'll find out that we will. 
Um, a little help, please? Oh, my God, Cosette. Yeah. Oh, right. Fuck. Jesse sends her to Klaus, and they make their way back to Aragosta. The camera does pan into the water for a moment, and we watch it turn red. As Annabelle is just sinking in the water and her hair is, like, coming up, there's a moment where the camera is looking above as it grows darker, and there's a glint around her neck as there's a chain, and attached to it is the ring, and it just glistens as she sinks. And as Annabelle sinks into darkness, we see the faintest shadow move behind her as someone catches her before she lands on the bottom. Ah, what a shame. Well, don't worry. I got you now. Yep. I don't know about all of you, but I definitely saw that coming. (laughs) Of course I did. I wrote it. Anyway, I apologize if Evan and I made any of you a bit emotional about Annabelle's death. We did decide that she deserved something passionate. No need to worry about Jessen gaining corruption from this. We agreed that she died a long time ago. But Cosette is saved, and we've got Mama Coco back, which means hopefully we can get back on track. Only time will tell. Until then, we'll see you next time, friend. And be safe and well.